There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S and joining me today for For the first time in a long, long time, a journey into Preacher. That's not a journey. Jessica. (laughs) Hello, welcome back. Yay! so happy you're back and we're talking about something super awesome much like some of our other shows which just worries me <laughs> yeah no i worry about that too anytime i decide i like something i'm like mm. uh, all right so first let us explain the pilot is not episode one on every everything you're watching it on no so if you're especially watching if you're it on s- demand or amc.com it's actually episode zero so don't get confused and think that you're watching some weird futuristic post-apocalyptic thing with no technology like i did and then go back and be like oh no it's just west texas it just looks like that which makes me wonder since miss jessica you lived in texas east texas is nothing like this <laughs> there are no tumbleweeds or prairie dogs in east texas there's a lot of humidity that's all. Yeah, I just figured it must have not been that hot. He's wearing long sleeves all the time. Everyone is fine. I was kind of wondering if that was a thing because he's a preacher. I wonder if he has, like, tattoos or something. Like, he's trying to cover them up out of respect for... Because mm-hmm. I've met pastors who do that. Like, if they get saved, quote-unquote, later in life, and then they don't want to show their, like, tattoos or, like, they got some, like, naked lady on their arm in Vietnam. My uncle does that. He's a pastor, oddly enough. My great-great-uncle. He had naked ladies on his arm? It's like a half-naked hula dancer from uh, the war. Okay. I don't know why that's relevant. But, uh, <laughs> no, so he always wears long sleeves because he doesn't want to show it know. off. But a lot of them were wearing long sleeves or jackets. Yes. And I'm like, isn't it hot? It's hot here. That's why I'm thinking I it should be hot there. I wonder what time it's meant to be. Like, have they really said? I don't know. They didn't really talk about, like, any holidays, I don't think. Not yet. They may not. We'll see. Okay, so it starts, though, sci-fi-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, old sci-fi. Yes, definitely. Which I thought was kind of cool, because it's an outer space. I'm like, really? Because you thought that was the neighbor's house? What was going on? Did anybody else feel like those giant, uh, those giant, like, verbs, or, like, words that were across the stream was very Civil War? Like, huge text? Oh, I just thought it was funny. It just reminded me of, like, the <laughs> 1950s horror movies. It's, you'll be frightened. Dun-dun-dun. Thrills. Yeah. <laughs> we have a comet coming, soaring through the, the outer rim, I guess, and plunging towards Earth, ends up in Nairobi, and strikes a preacher. And obviously his congregation is there and thinking that maybe he's dead, but he stands up, and he starts screaming how he's the prophet, and then explodes. And apparently this is a thing, because you hear it kind of in the background, which if you're, you really pay attention, it happens at least three times throughout the, the episode, before we even get to anything. Uh, because at one point, when Jesse Custer, who is the preacher, he's in a, the bar later, you hear it on the news that Tom Cruise just exploded. 
in the Church of Scientology. Yes, yes I, I do recall that, and I thought that was kind of weird. But then, what's the third? I was there was another one earlier on, and I can't remember. Oh, but okay. it was like strange explosion from the preacher. So I'm wondering if it's kind of uh, that this this comet or being or whatever who goes into these people who think they're true believers. It's like that's not why it's there. No. So it explodes them. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was funny because when we were watching it, also Jason's like, "Did he just say Tom Cruise exploded? What?" I'm like, "That's what you pick up out of this whole thing. You hear Tom Cruise exploded." It was very entertaining. That was like a very interesting, like side note. I hope they go back and like explore that a little bit more and tell us a little bit more. Hopefully, well, we might because the way the season progresses, who knows? That's true. Um, let me see. So we end up in Anvil, Texas. Which, like I said, I was going to ask you where West the heck Texas. this is. <laughs> uh, we have Jesse Custer, who I would say is the preacher, who's our main character, is in bed hungover. Daddy Stark. Yeah. Young Daddy Stark. He's a handsome guy. I'm not... Oh, my that. God. I was just wondering Cooper. if it was wrong that I was like, God, he's so hot. <laughs> but I had to explain to her, like, if he's a Baptist minister, like, they get married and stuff, so it's not like, you know... the, the Everybody except were, Catholic priests were, get married, I right. think. So, yeah, I guess it's okay. I just love how he's the preacher, but he's got, like, the little silver things, too, on his collar. It's very... That's very, very Texas. Texas. <laughs> the only thing that could make this more Texas is if he was wearing, like, the little tie that's actually, like, the leather cord tie. The bolo tie? Yeah. Underneath his collar. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's very man black. Yes. I did like it. But I also love, like, they're showing his church, which is out in kind of the middle of nowhere... And somebody keeps messing with the signs. Like, that's a thing through all of the show. Somebody keeps changing the words on the sign. Changes to, to inappropriate and not churchy things. Right. Which, I mean, I guess if you're in the middle of nowhere, you need to get your, your kicks somewhere. That's true. It's true. you got to have some fun. <laughs> uh, so, Jesse seems very bored and uninspired giving his sermon to his people. Although there is the one character who ends up being Jesse's assistant, who is also the musician. Mm-hmm. And she is just really excited to be around Jesse all the time. So she has kids. We find out that her husband had passed. And I don't remember exactly how long ago. It's been a I, while. I feel like they said like a year or two. I feel like it was, it wasn't, I feel like they mentioned it and it's appreciable amount of time. It's okay. not like. Yeah, because I thought she said something like two years. Yeah, I want I want to say it was like two years. Okay, it's been a little while. Yeah, because so I'm thinking she's really digging Jesse, and Jesse has no clue. Very Doctor Who ish, like not knowing. Super not inter- Not it's not even that he's not interested. It's that it's not even on his radar. Right. Uh, so I thought that was interesting to know because I'm wondering how that's going to play throughout mm-hmm. the season too. It just hurts me though when there's always somebody right in your face, and you're like. They don't realize that you're trying to show them affection to hope that it becomes something more. He's like, I'm still drunk. Like, I don't even know what's going on. I just know I need more booze. <laughs> like, the the booze to blood content or what quotient in my body is way off, and I need more booze. Which is funny because that takes us to what happens after the sermon. There's a Sunday church barbecue. Is that a thing out there? Okay, you know what? Less barbecue in my experience in East Texas. It's more like potluck, like, and that's not all the time, but like for it's special like occasions food. and stuff. Uh, yes, food. See, so around here, food. yeah, we go out and food. Oh well, you know that <laughs> happens too. Like 
certain like places if like I went to certain family members and other places they everybody went to a certain you know diner or whatever after her yeah it seems like that a lot so we notice in this area in Chicago adjacent mm-hmm. you if you're going to go out for breakfast Sunday you better be there way before church is ending because oh, yeah. everybody's for breakfast going out or to eat. in our case brunch right everybody's going out to eat otherwise and mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was kind of fun it's like oh okay so the church is having a barbecue and everybody's bringing stuff that's nice mm-hmm. but then you have a kid decide to grab beer because of course everyone's bringing beer to church apparently that doesn't that's a yeah no not my experience i was gonna say is that a texas thing no. that's what you're gonna say not in uh, my experience <laughs> uh takes the preacher beer and says uh you did things before you were preacher and he's trying to get him to help him because his dad is hurting his mom or so he believes right because we do find out a little bit later, uh, it's not the way that the kid thinks it's happening. Right. Apparently, Although it does seem serious, weird thing. It does seem seriously, like, over the top. Like, being here with a tea kettle and stuff, and she's like, oh, I like it. And I'm like, the fuck? You're, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no. No. Nobody better touch me unless it's nice. Like, yeah, that was a little awkward when yeah, Jesse goes to talk to, to her later, and... Yeah. He's like, he's basically like, I can help you out of this. Like, we can, you know, we can get you out of this. You don't have to worry about it. I'll be with you the whole time. And she's like, no, like, that's my kink. Like, don't shame me. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you don't understand. But I don't know. But how do you explain that to a kid either? Right. I'm saying, how do you explain that? That's why you act like a normal, good Christian and you keep in the bedroom. (laughs) Or you just stay, like, really repressed like everyone else. You just don't let your kid know that you're into that kind of thing. I don't know, maybe when they're older, you're like, all right, listen, this is what was happening. Well, and it's his stepfather, too. So, I mean, obviously, to begin with, the kid's going to be like, what the hell's going on? Was it his stepfather? I believe he said it was his step. I want to say, yeah. Okay. I could have, maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn it was, that was his stepfather. But maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I don't know. I can't. I honestly don't remember. So, if anybody knows, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. It was up. Although, I guess I could just rewatch the episode, too. Or both. So we want to know, though. Um, let me see. I love it. Okay, then we're going to end up in a plane. A plane with a poker dealer slash bartender. Named Cassidy. Who is an, getting wasted with his people. With an Irish accent. I love that. Who's fantastic already. And who knew that, uh, you know, all this hilarity would ensue just from... Right, I mean, okay, these corporate guys are drinking it up. Tell, Jesse's telling them, oh, I'm sorry, not Jesse. Cassidy's Cassie. telling them stories about Tijuana. And Cassidy's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And he finds a Bible, and I'm thinking, okay, no big deal. With all these weird scribbles. But that's what was weird when he's looking through it. And then I'm thinking, okay, what is he? And he looks pleased. Right. Which is awkward. Yeah. It and, was. It was. And then immediately as he exits, you know, gets back to being, you know, life of the party, he starts looking very oddly at it. Like, you start seeing, noticing things like, you know, this one guy's like sitting a certain way or whatever he's doing, you know, they're one guy, they all look really spectacularly fit. Like, you didn't notice that before, but everybody right. looks really muscular and, you know, forearms like lumberjacks. It was kind of funny because he mentioned something about, wait, the sunrise being on the wrong side. Yes. He's like, we're not going to Tijuana. And all of a sudden, this fight breaks out, which I thought was really funny. It was... Because I'm watching going, okay, wait, 
they have all these weapons hidden all around this cabin. Where did that come from? Because I swear we seen like this magazine rack, and next thing you know, somebody's pulling out like a giant axe from it. I'm like, I didn't see that sitting there. No, it's it was really really well either well hidden or like they're just like not even trying. <laughs> But either way, it was really good. And you know what? I, I was trying to think about this. I'm like, well, if he was, if he works for the people who own the plane, then he would have known all about this. But possibly he was just like a, like a contractor, just contracted mm-hmm. out to do the, you know, bartending or whatever. I guess that makes sense. And they own the plane, so. But it turns out, yeah, he's kicking ass. He is. He took them all down. He I looks think- dead, but lo and behold, doesn't yes, matter because the pilot comes out and throws what was it holy water on him. Mm-hmm. And he was just so funny because he's like looking at him like, really? How do you keep finding me? And so this is when we find out he's a vampire because he. I was he, not prepared for anything that's happened that happened no. this entire episode. I didn't know anything <laughs> going in, and I was just if they just kept throwing shit at me. Like I'm like I don't know what's happening. It's like but more, let's go. more, and a vampire. Yeah, because he's like, all right, I'm going to jump out of a plane because I got to get out of this with an umbrella and a that bottle. That was so of funny. He took a to go bottle. Shit. Freaking champagne slash blood. Which was hilarious. And I'm just like, you are like, you are like Tim Burton's version of Mary Poppins. Right? Down. I didn't get, I'm like, why did you grab an umbrella? I don't care. I thought it was so jaunty and adorable. (laughs) He's my favorite so far. I really love him. So, flash forward a bit to him. In a crater? Yes. That he created, apparently. With all of his innards out? It It was funny. And he's on the phone. And he just he just sees Bessie the cow like come here darling and bam super fast he's dead he's practically dead and he's like Psh. and then it was he really cool apparently puts himself back together by drinking the whole cow possibly eating the cow too I mean, we don't know I don't know he might have done everything and I was interested too about the sunlight thing where he's like you know he was sort of in the sunlight but maybe he was using the cow to shield himself I don't know is that why he had the umbrella maybe that's the umbrella. Uh, Maybe. Because later we do see that he is, he is, uh... Flammable? <laughs> yeah, he's sort of smoking. Not just smoking hot, he's smoking. Yeah, every time he sticks his hand in the sun, he kind of lights up, then he pulls it back, and you're like, all right. He doesn't seem, he seems sort of impervious to pain, though. Even with the burning hand, he's just like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, because he's been stabbed and shot and jumped out of a plane, and he's not crying about how it hurts. No. No, rub some dirt in it. Right, fine. Rub some blood in it. We're fine. You're totally fine. Don't worry about it. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> um, we do have a guy who seems to be reoccurring through this episode, Ted. He's always telling Jesse about how his mom talks to him and treats him bad and says he smells. And she's like, she lives in Florida. How does she even know? <laughs> and Jesse keeps saying the same thing. Show her your heart. Yes. Tell her the truth tell and show her, truth, her heart. Tell her the truth, show your heart. Which and, seems like a bad decision now. Yeah, which we'll get to. <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, it was just kind of funny, though, because he's giving this real generic preacher advice, and he just keeps saying the same thing. And he says it to somebody else, and I want to say it was his assistant, just like, just tell him the truth. Just tell him the truth, and it'll be fine. It's like, stop. Give some other information. You've got to have something else up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he doesn't want to be there, but he was there because in a flashback, his father was a preacher, and he's like, be good or come back and do good. Made some sort of a promise. Yeah. And then his father is killed in front of him. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of sick of this. Let me explain. <laughs> okay, Batman, whatever. But then it just keeps happening. Like, more and more people, like, let's murder somebody's parents in front of them. And I'm like, let's, can, can we come up with a different story? This is horrible. Bambi. Bambi. <laughs> Thank you, Bambi. It's awful. We're going all the way back to Bambi. I believe that's the reason. <laughs> Um, let me see. We jump back to Nairobi which, in front of the church, and you just see two men walk out wearing very old-looking, um, like, explorer garb. I was thinking it was very, like... Like safari-esque? Yes. Yes. It was, like, out of Jumanji kind of safari guy. Well, you know what's funny is that, okay, and then, then it's the same two dudes that show up in Texas, right? Yes. And they're wearing very old-style cowboy outfits, and I think one of them actually is even wearing He the was wearing a bolo. The bolo. Yeah. So... I wonder if there there's something wrong with them. Like they're dressing how they think that if they should be dressing, but like because of like time and stuff, they're not really thinking about. They're just wearing what they think they should be wearing, and their, their okay. time is all wrong. They're in the right place, but the wrong time. Because okay, later when that. they explain sort of almost who they are, maybe if we believe them possibly. <laughs> we'll then see. that would make sense that like they don't time yeah, is, yes, it, time it's, is it's so fluid for them. For them. Uh, so back. Back here, Jesse ends up going to well, back in West Texas. Back in West Texas, Jesse stops by Walter's house because they find out through his assistant that Walter hasn't been to work again. Don't know what's going on. We do find out later that Walter is somebody who is a heavy, heavy drinker. This happens a lot. But Jesse goes to check on him and he hears a woman's voice and he tears ass out of that building. And it turns out, because then we see her, it's Miss Tulip O'Hare. Who is my absolute favorite thing about the show. I love her. She's fantastic. And uh, we get a little flashback with her. It comes back that Tulip and Jesse had a history before Jesse was a preacher. Of course. When he was a bad man. A bad, bad, bad man. And she's <laughs> a bad girl, and I dig it. It's awesome. I know a lot of people seem to have a problem with the way they were portraying Tulip based on what she was in the comics, which we don't have any knowledge of the comics, so if you know about it, we want to hear from you. Right, yeah, we'd love to hear the gripe, because I don't. I really don't know, because I feel like she, the girl, who, I, I forget her name, I looked her up for this, actually, and she's done a fantastic job. I haven't seen her in, like, there's a lot of other stuff she's been in. I have not seen any of it, like the Warcraft movie she's in, and... Uh, oh, she in the new Warcraft movie? Yeah, she's in a ton. And it's all, she looks great in everything, but I feel like I haven't seen anything that she's in. I just like it because, okay, and yes, guys, I know you've heard it from Jessica and I previously, but uh, you have, like, a strong female character. Well, and you know what? Not only that, like, like she's no apologies about who she is, what she's doing. She knows she's, you know, a bad woman. She's doing bad things, and she's just owning it. Right. She's not, like, she wants... Obviously, she wants something from Jesse, but it's more in the service of what she's doing rather than because she needs him. She's said repeatedly. She said repeatedly she can do it herself. Right. You know, she can... And she does, because she ends up, in her flashback, she's apparently trying to get to Texas. And she is fighting in a car with these two guys. There's an ear involved. There is... There's ear corn involved at some point. That was awesome. Um, but she ends up, like in this backyard and these kids who are home alone latchkey kids not allowed not anymore <laughs> and she tells them to hide in the cellar you know after she she has them helping her make a bazooka arts and crafts hour hello which was hilarious um you hear all this 
this noise happening while the kids are hiding, and they finally come out when everything's quiet, and she's there standing, still standing, while everybody else is dead, including a helicopter pilot. It's whole, like, the whole thing is crazy. It was like she's fantastic. She's like a plus in my book, and she's a strong woman, a strong woman of color. So mm-hmm. I, I just I'm, like, thought super she was hilarious. Her. I loved her. I love the smartassness. Is what it is. She's good. She's just good, and her and the way like her her tone of voice when she's like basically like telling everyone to f off is my favorite thing that's ever happened. Right. She's fantastic. Yeah. So, but yeah, if if there's a specific gripe, not about the actress or you know she's not doesn't have big enough boobs or something like I don't want to hear about that crap. But like if there's a specific gripe about the way she's being portrayed, I'd love to hear it because we haven't read the comics. I haven't. No, I haven't. I was going to go get them, but I'm kind of worried about like I'm going to read it and be mad. <laughs> I feel like I have to wait till the season's over. I, somebody was on Tumblr talking about how don't sh- whatever you do, don't ship anyone with so and so. Like, it's not going to end well. This person's not long for this world. Don't do it. And I'm like, I don't want it. I don't even want a part of this. Like, Oh, here, I finally found the thing. Um, it was in Russia when a magister exploded in the middle of mass. Ah. So there was the other one, which I think is funny. I would like to know specifically, like, what the connection is between these three people on three different continents all exploding. I just think that they were like, not true believers, but... Or they believed they were true believers, and then somehow Jesse got involved. Well, do you think it's because, because whatever? Or they were leaders of those churches. Mm. Is it is it that they were true believers and like that kind of like a like lost faithfulness or whatever is not is not good or useful for whatever is doing this whatever is playing strings, or is it because they're they are not faithful? And they're like shysting and like being crazy and telling lies, and it's like, bam, you're dead. Oh, maybe. Either way, I feel like it's a good. Either answer is interesting to me. That would be interesting, especially the fact that they're saying that uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. We're gonna find out stuff. Stuff's gonna uh, happen. Maybe. Uh, anyway, so we fast forward a little bit more. Jesse finally meeting up with Tulip, and uh, she was trying to tell him about a job that she has because obviously she's a criminal. And he's like, I'm a preacher here. I don't do that. I don't anymore. do that no more. And she's like, Yeah, okay. We'll and she's like, she's like, don't tell me you don't miss it. He's like, I don't do that anymore. Right, right. She doesn't <laughs> I love that. say that. I so. love that. He won't admit that he doesn't miss it. But he says, no, I'm not going to do it. We did get to meet another character, Eugene. Also, I guess, known as Assface. Arseface. He was terrifying. Like, well, they I did didn't a very understand it, and I'm glad they at least tell you. Because we've seen a couple episodes already. So they do tell you in the episode next two, episode. I think. Or also known as episode one. Episode one. Super <laughs> confusing. Don't do what I did. The next episode. And watch that one and be super confused. Watch episode zero first. Well, I figured something had to happen because the way he's saying, do you think God would forgive me for what I did? Right. And the only unforgivable sins, I be- well, at least at the Catholic Inca- Church, Inca- is-, is suicide and right. murder, I believe. Which I could be wrong. I know suicide is definitely... Like, one of them. But you think there'd be a lot more than those two. Who knows? But he said God used to talk to him, which makes me wonder if he was almost like a prophet. A protege of the preacher or whatever mm-hmm. or something. I, you know, I, a lot of people in this... Okay, and I, I've been watching a couple of different shows right now, and it's all, like, messing with my head. But, like, 
it seems so weird having these, like, different, like, people say, well, I can hear God, you know, I can hear, mm. like, he's talking to me. And I'm like, that's called schizophrenia. <laughs> and you need to see a doctor about that. But, uh, it's, I feel like I just finished watching this old NBC show, Kings, and they're always talking about God talking to, and I'm like, this is, what are you all doing? You're doing life wrong. Like, what? What but, are you doing? But, I mean, strange. obviously, like, I don't They never really say that they're Baptists. I think they're, like, non-denominational or whatever. They're, they're supposed to talk to you. I think it's just the Christian. God's supposed to talk to you through the Word of God, like, through the Bible. Because he's wearing, like, a collar. But, uh, like yeah. Like a pre- priest Yeah, he's collar. wearing, like, a priest collar. But I didn't think other religions, unless, like, other than Christianity. Yeah, no, I think that's... I wonder about it. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, anytime they're like, God doesn't talk to me anymore, I'm like, mm-hmm. So, again, skip over to the local bar where after uh, Jesse has seen Eugene, he goes, it's got to be hard because I feel like this may have been one of the first times Jesse has seen Eugene since the incident. He didn't flinch, but he he seemed like he wasn't sure what was happening. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't sure what he was going to look like. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I'm just saying that because, too, when his dad's the sheriff and his dad's like, here, take this up to him. That's what he eats now. There, Well, and there was a whole, you know, I don't see you around well. Dad says I shouldn't be out in public. Mm-hmm. So that definitely happened. Yeah. So we have Jesse at the bar and you have Casty, who happens to be at the bar, talking on the phone to what we're assuming is his boss. His vampire boss? His vampire boss. He's on a vampire weekend? I don't understand what's happening. I don't know. That's weird. I was like, how do they keep finding me? And he's like, lay low. Click. Don't use your credit cards. Click. Right. We're not taking any money. Click. That sounds like everyone I know. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. But we have Donnie, who is the little boy who came to, to see Jesse, his dad. And... He's just talking smack after some kind of Civil War revival. I guess, yeah. He's, uh... Which I thought was kind of funny. That was funny. I'm like, again, is this a Some thing? sort of a weird reenactment. But you know what? That's That did seem kind of weird with, to me, because that doesn't happen very much in Texas. Because guess what never happened in Texas? Civil War. Like, it just didn't happen. The Civil War battles were all... weird. Were all more, like, eastern, south United States. Because Texas really was, you know, it's not really... Southern, it's Southwest, if you really. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I thought that was strange, but uh, she the the town she mentioned though, Pecos or whatever. I totally, I totally do know about that, and they could be reenacting some battle that's not a Civil War battle. Like we're talking going all the way back to like Santa Ana versus like the Republic of Texas. But okay, I don't think you would have been wearing that. <laughs> you know, Davy Crockett wasn't wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, maybe they just didn't get their costumes right. Super, super confused. But it's it, anyway, it was fun. It made for a very interesting photograph. Yeah. But, so this man's name's Donnie, and he starts threatening to beat the kid for talking to Jesse. And Jesse was probably going to let everything go. He doesn't care. He until he started talking about beating the kid. And Jesse had, or I'm sorry, Donnie had like four or five friends with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it always the big guy has a bunch of friends with him who are always going to jump in. Let your dumb, drunk friend 
get his ass kicked if he's going to start some shit. Just let him do it himself. That's true. I agree with this. I'm sorry. You I know what? You know when this doesn't happen? When they're chicks. <laughs> this doesn't happen with girls. Be like, here, hold my earrings. Let <laughs> me throw a chocolate at you. <laughs> and hold my heels. Now I can fight. I'm barefoot. I got no earrings on. I'm good. I'm, I'm keeping the rings on. You're going down. <laughs> but you have Jesse. What he's? What did he say? You're going to make a high pitched squeal like a rabbit in a trap, like a rabbit in a bear trap. And, and he and, just proceeds to beat all of their asses. And then, like, br- like compound fracture this dude's arm, like oh, bone man. sticking right out. And I'm thinking. I don't know what you used to do, but it was not se- it it a seminary. Like that's not what that's not where we left you. Oh uh, yeah, because Cassidy Cassidy kind of gets involved. Basically, he just like hits some guy with a chair, right? But he, he, wasn't he helps. Really involved. He helps ish. But the sheriff comes in and he's like, "You need to stop." And just Jess, Jesse, like, "Oh, almost done." Crack. Just make, and then you hear him make that squealing sound, and I was like, "Yes, oh, I cringed, I cringed because that was painful." But now we have Jesse and Cassidy meeting because they're both in jail together, and uh, it was kind of funny because Cassidy's just like, "What kind of preacher are you?" And all I can think of is Shrek, one of a kind. <laughs> oh, Jesse gets out of jail. Because his assistant picks him up at Emily, driving him home, and he is telling her that he's going to announce that he's done. And that it's his last sermon. He's going to quit. And the, her kids are in the back playing with an iPad. Oh, wait. Jesse was playing with the iPad. Okay. And then, yeah. Then he tells her that, and then the kids are playing with it, and then they start fighting. And next thing you know, she takes it, and she beats the crap out of the iPad on the steering wheel, and it breaks... It, Breaks not in half, but like you can see the screen is all shattered, and she's like, "Here," and she throws it back, and I'm like, "Oh, now you know." Here is when she was really, really wanting him to stay because she wanted more. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesse just kind of is walking inside, like super, he knows nothing. Totally oblivious, right? So he's inside his his church, and he's. Praying, like, tell me something and I'll stay. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Because he gets nothing. And next thing you know, like, the doors fly open, all this wind, and <laughs> the comet, like, goes and hits him. Mm-hmm. So he just passed out. We don't know what happened. And we get him flashing back to what happened to his dad. But we don't know anything beyond that. We just know he wakes up. I'm like, how does he keep getting undressed when he's... That's a really good point. Who keeps making him naked, or mostly naked? You're mostly naked all day, and we don't know why. I'm guessing it was uh, Cassidy, though. It makes sense. Because Emily comes in, and apparently it's Sunday morning, and she tells him Cassidy found him and put him in bed, and he's been knocked out for three days. And Oh, by the way, Cassidy's sleeping up in the attic. I guess he needed someplace to crash. Why not a church? Which is weird, because he's a vampire, and we're thinking church. Yeah. But obviously not that kind of vampire. Apparently not. So, although, although, I mean, it would be hard to, it would be really hard to be an Irish Catholic vampire. Think about it. So, mm-hmm. I'm guessing he was fine, because that's sort of... So, so what is it? Unless you're, like, that religion, the church doesn't bother you? 
This is a whole different discussion I'm for like, a whole different day. This is a really day. good question. This is something we'll talk well, about. Well, do you remember way back in the day when we read uh, the Shadowhunter books, how the Jewish vampire couldn't say the wor- the name of God in Hebrew? He could not say Yahweh. I don't remember that. Yeah. The, 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 I'm like, the, I feel like that was from um, I Am Legend that happened. There was somebody couldn't say the name of God and I am They like couldn't it. stand the Star of David, but they were fine with the cross. Oh. It's a really good book. You should read it. You may not have liked... Is it better than the movie? It is better than the movie. I would say you it, may not have liked the movie, but I think well, you I liked the I book. I just didn't like it because the dog. <laughs> I didn't care about the rest of it. The dog. <laughs> okay. Squirrel. Squirrel. Uh, so, yeah, Sunday, Jesse wakes up. He's like, oh, okay, I have to go and give my sermon. And you think he's going to give up, and at this point... No. Yeah, he, like, looks around, and he's like, we're fine. We're doing this. I'm here to save you. Which makes me wonder. I mean, he didn't explode. So what is in his heart? So what's the difference between him and the three of the other ones? Right. That he's already lost his faith, or he didn't have any to begin with? Or... Maybe that he just felt didn't feel he was preachery enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, I wonder. I, uh, I gotta say, you know, because the collar just doesn't fit, maybe. That's... Mm, maybe. But, oh, hey, look who else is in there. Tulip. And there's the other guy, Ted. And Cassidy. Everybody's yeah, everybody church. was in there. You know what? They're all, like, waiting to see what he says. This is... That is very, very country. Like, yeah. I don't care if your butt was in jail over the weekend. Your butt better be in the pew on Sunday morning. <laughs> That's very Texas. Is that what you said? I really think I stole that from a Miranda Lambert song, actually, but it's true. It's very true. Uh, it's kind of funny, gone. though, when you have all of them sitting here watching him give his sermon, and, you know, you deserve a, preacher, a better preacher, and that's what you're going to get. And I think that kind of threw them off. Because he does say, and this is interesting, and this is, you know, kind of what you were saying, what is it, something that maybe he had lost faith, and this is, like, trying to find find his faith. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to fight. I'm going to do what good preachers have done. Pray for the sinner. Offer peace to the restless and avenge the innocent. And I wonder if that avenge part is more like whatever this is that came from space that's inside him mm-hmm. is what it wanted. Maybe. We'll see. A history of violence. Maybe. So... We have Ted, like I said, who popped up, and again, he's like, open your heart, tell her the truth. He flies to Florida, talk to his mom at her retirement home, tells her the truth, and then literally opens up his chest and pulls out his heart. And you would say, well, you couldn't possibly cut your heart in half after you've removed it from your chest, but apparently you can. When you're being compelled to do so. Yeah. And somehow, we have our random guys who were... Who don't make any sense what they're wearing show up and eat a bag of tea and yeah just eats the tea back as they're looking at the All Saints congregation saying it's here so kind of kind of weird so we are hoping that we are going to be on this road for a while with preacher I'm hoping it goes the way that Walking Dead has not in regards to zombies but in regards to sticking around for a while so fingers crossed. All right. Anything else about the pilot? <laughs> oh, fun, also, fun fact: totally didn't know that 
Seth Rogen and my husband had anything to do with this. <laughs> but Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, you know. Apparently exciting. they'd been fighting for this for a long time, actually. That sounds so awesome to me. Like, it's not at all what you think for them, but it's... No, I would think it would be a comedy or something that would be right up their alley, but this was something that they really wanted to do. That's so cool. And they'd been fighting. And I was reading about it. This had been almost on air so many times. And it's like they couldn't get everything to come together. And finally, you know, the stars align. And here they are. And again, of all people, Seth Rogen. So cool. Because apparently the last time it was going to go, he had called up the director at the time. And he's like, I'd really like to audition for Our Space. Which just makes me think, I mean... Seth Rogen, you just see him mostly as like funny guy. You don't really see him in serious roles. No, but you know, usually when they're when an actor's really good at like comedy, they're really good at timing, mm-hmm. and that they end up it translates well to other things. So I kind of wonder about that, you know. And every time we see Arse face, Eugene Arse, A R S E, he you always have the subtitles with him. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it's hard to understand what he's saying though. I don't think it is. I but I watch TV with subtitles on because I feel like I miss stuff like. I really do. It's horrible. All right. So for this episode, the pilot of Preacher, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And once again with Sean is Jess. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Fangirlzone podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on www.fangirlzone.com. And we will be back with you for all of this season. Bye. Later.